When it comes to preaching, you know as well as I do that there are so many things that can distract us, both in our minds, internal distractions, and in the room, external distractions, things that we just cannot control. In this episode, I wanna talk about what the distractions are that we face as preachers, and then I wanna give you five ways to deal with distractions when you're preaching. There are no shortage of things that can get inside your mind or inside the room when you're trying to preach. And it's really, really good to be prepared ahead of time to know exactly what to do and how to minimize the distractions so that you can continue preaching distraction-free or as distraction-free and continue to reach the people who you're trying to reach with your message so that life change can happen. One of the things we focus on more than anything here at Preaching Donkey is how to remove distractions because the whole point is to communicate the message so that people can hear it and by hearing it, their lives can be changed. So you can't make that happen if there's tons of distractions going on around you. So we're going to get into that today. This is episode 77 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. I am your humble host, Lane Sebring. It's so great to have you. If you're new around these parts, be sure to subscribe and Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days to pick up your free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. It's my three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time or you're new to the preaching game, there's something in there for you. You'll benefit from it. You'll love it. Trust me. And it's free. So go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days to grab it. There will be a link in the description below if you're watching here on YouTube. Otherwise, just go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Five ways to overcome preaching distractions. I wrote this article over at Preaching Donkey back in January of 2015, and it is still relevant today. It still makes a whole lot of sense, what I said here. (laughs) If I do say so myself, I'll, I'll see myself out. There are many things that distract you while you preach. Distractions can easily interrupt your flow make you lose your train of thought, and potentially derail your message. It's important to prepare for potential distractions ahead of time. All preaching distractions fall into one of two categories, internal or external. We talked about this. Internal distractions, these exist inside your head. Your mind goes a million miles an hour while you preach. You think about a lot of things in the moment. You can't decide what your next word is going to be. You ever been there where you're kind of going down a trail of words and you don't know where it's going to end up? I've been there before. You wonder how your message is coming across. You're not sure if you've adequately made your point. And so sometimes you start circling the wagons of that point to make sure it's been adequately made. And then you start going, wow, I'm really overdoing this point. And you have to back up. And then it becomes an even bigger distraction. You're realizing that you're not actually living out what you're preaching. Ouch, right? Like this is a really hard thing when this happens, when you begin to preach something, maybe it's something you prepared, maybe it's something that kind of came to you in the moment, but either way, as you're doing it, you're kind of struck with this feeling, this conviction of like, oh man, I'm not really living this out. That can be distracting. You think about the argument you had that morning with your wife or your husband and you think, oh, why did I, you know, say that? Why did she say that? You know, what is, what's going to go on there? You know, what's that going to be like when I get home? You're concerned someone might be thinking you're preaching about them. This has happened to me so many times where I will randomly 
make eye contact with someone, not on purpose, but just because they happen to be sitting where I'm looking. And then it gets in my mind, oh, I wonder if they think that I'm, that I have them in mind, that I'm being passive aggressive. Maybe you've had that experience. It can be very distracting because I get inside my head about it and then I really work to try to make sure that they don't continue thinking that, but I can't control what they think and I don't even know what they're thinking, but I'm thinking that. Do you see how this can get distracting when you're trying to give a sermon? <laughs> you realize that you've talked yourself into a corner. You wonder if everyone is bored and all of this goes in your head while words are coming out of your mouth. It makes it difficult to stay focused on your message these internal distractions come at you from your own thoughts. No one knows they're happening except you, but there's another type of distraction that's just as disruptive, which is external distractions. We'll get into that in a second. But with internal distractions, what we just laid out are basically those distractions that exist inside your head and are happening while you are trying to preach. Literally, words are coming out of your mouth, words that you have prepared, ideas, thoughts, and at the same time, your mind is distracted with whatever we just read through there. And maybe, you know, that's it. That's just an example set of things. It could be any number of things you're thinking about. External distractions, these are those that come from something other than you. These are, the, they're largely out of your control. They vary from a crying baby to someone leaving during your message to someone coming in late to someone with an insidious cough. What can you do about distractions when you preach? Whether they're internal or external, is there a way to overcome distractions? Because the external distractions, you don't really have a whole lot of control over somebody leaving, somebody coming in, somebody with a cough, a crying baby. You might have system system type stuff in place where you you know, you have a good baby's nursing room set up. You might have different things like that. But there's different things that are going to happen that you just cannot control. It might be a loud noise in the room, it might be something that goes on that you just don't have any control over and is a distraction not just to you inside your head, but is a distraction to your listeners. And you have to know how to deal with those. And you have to know what, what's gonna happen um, if you ignore it or if you deal with it. And it's best to be prepared. So what can you do about distractions when you preach? Whether internal or external, is there a way to overcome them? While some distractions can't be avoided, they can be managed. That's an important thing to understand. Not all distractions can be avoided, but they can be managed. And we wanna look at managing distractions that we can't avoid and avoiding the distractions that we can avoid, if that makes sense. So if you can get rid of them, get rid of them. And if you can't manage around them, and I'm gonna show you how. So here's five ways to avoid altogether or manage around your distractions. Number one, expect distractions, but do your best to eliminate them. So you will face distractions, so you should just expect them, uh, but you may be able to do something about them. While you can't remove every distraction, you can work to prevent them. If you're facing the same screaming baby every Sunday, you could consider making the nursing mother's rooms better or highlight how safe and clean your nursery is, provided it's actually safe and clean, right? So maybe you just want to kind of highlight, hey, we have a really safe, comfortable, private environment for you to enjoy the sermon from a place where 
the baby can you know, cry without distraction. If people constantly get up and leave, you could consider putting a bouncer at the door, right? Not, not really. I know there are some churches, I think it was Perry Noble's church back in the day uh, before it went away and he did the new one, but uh, New Spring had a policy, very controversial policy, where if you got up and left the service, they wouldn't let you back in. And that was like, you know, earth shattering uh, to a lot of people. But their their reasoning for that was, you can watch from the lobby, there's TV screens out there, the sermon's on, but it's too distracting for you to walk back in. Now, I wouldn't have that kind of policy. I think most pastors probably wouldn't have that kind of policy, but it kind of makes you think, is there a way to mitigate some of the back and forth in churches? Maybe there's ways to put up signs that just suggest it if you don't want to go hardcore, you know, making the making the rule like they did. If you are finding your mind wandering to things you're worried about, try to clear your mind before you preach. One of the ways that I like to do that is simply to pray. I, I will tell you, before getting up to preach, one of my kind of spiritual disciplines in those moments in typically during the worship set as the songs are are happening two or three four songs before i get up to preach and i'm thinking about my sermon i'm i I'm, i've got that on my mind maybe i'm thinking about conversations that i've had with people that day that morning uh, maybe i might be looking over my notes one last time just to kind of refresh what the very first thing i'm going to say when i get up there is i might be doing all kinds of things but at some point I really focus on uh, allowing myself to get into the worship, to truly use it, not just as a passing of time until I get to get up and do my thing, but to really focus on the words of the songs, what they're saying, to actually sing praise to God along with the congregation, and then to take some time and really pray. And my prayer is very simple. God, calm my nerves, give me your Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me, let me get out of the way. And I think I pray something different every time, but the essence of it is I'm kind of, whatever I've got inside of me that might be distracting, that might be a little bit on edge, I want to give that to you and I want to trust you with the results. And there's something supernatural that just happens where I just kind of, this peace just washes over me and I'm ready to go. So that's my kind of thing. There's nothing fancy about it, but that's what I typically will do. You should expect distractions, but you don't have to resign yourself to them is the point. Work to eliminate the ones you have control over. So if it's an environment where you are the pastor and it's your church and there's a noise in the room, work on the noise. If there are crying babies all the time, maybe that doesn't bother you. I know that for a lot of pastors, family worship is a big thing, having families in there. And so maybe that's not a thing. Maybe you just you just accept that and that's totally cool. If it is a distraction, then again, work on an alternative environment for crying babies or whatever. So that's number one, expect distractions, but do your best to eliminate them. Number two, be well prepared. This is the best thing you can do for anything. Make sure you know your sermon, you know it well, it is so in you that it's a part of you. <laughs> you don't just know your message, you understand it, you, you have lived it, because when that's the case, you're not up there getting 
distracted from the lines you had you know practiced you're just getting distracted in the middle of talking about something that is very meaningful to you and that is in you and that you understand and it understands you and you get it and it gets you all that stuff that's very different than just what was i going to say again that's different you want to be on the well prepared side knowing distractions will come your way makes it even more vitally important to prepare well the better prepared you are for your sermon, the easier it will be to deal with distractions. If you're having uh, to think about what you're going to say next, you'll be weak against even minimal distractions. I've written several articles on how to be well prepared for your message. Obviously, we have several videos on this YouTube channel and in this podcast, several episodes about how to prepare. That's kind of all we talk about, usually preparing and delivering messages. So find those videos. Or better yet, take one of my courses, preachingdonkey.com slash courses, and you'll find out how to prepare in such a way that you're not weak against distractions. But if you don't prepare well, you will be weak against minimal distractions. The smallest thing can trip you up. Because if you're trying to figure out what you're gonna say next in the best of circumstances, then there's no way you stand a chance against even small distractions. Number three, keep preaching through just about anything. <laughs> when I was learning how to preach, we did an exercise with four of us, uh, where four of us preached a sermon at the same time. Uh, I had to preach my sermon while three other people were preaching theirs. It was a great way to learn how to push through distractions. This was in a preaching kind of lab. We weren't preaching to actual people. It was just an exercise. But it was interesting because we had to focus on what we were saying in the midst of three other people saying what they were saying. And it was helpful because sometimes preaching feels that way. <laughs> Practice the skill of continuing to preach even when you are distracted. Learn to push it out of your mind and focus on what you're doing. This is a learned skill. Get creative and practice preaching through distractions. With that being said, number four, don't be so tied to your plan that you miss an opportunity. Some distractions are an opportunity to answer a question or address an issue. Some distractions can also be an opportunity for humor. Acknowledging a distraction can be a great way to relieve the tension and lighten the mood. It can be incredibly uncomfortable to carry on as if a disruptive thing isn't happening when everyone in the room sees it and hears it. So while you should keep preaching through just about anything, there is a time and place to make mention of a distraction. You just have to use your judgment and go with your gut. I saw this a few weeks ago. I saw a pastor was preaching and behind the stage, there's this kind of pipe and drape curtain because it's a it's a temporary setup tear down location and there was something that was happening back there and one of the other pastors had to go check on it so of course everybody's eyes first of all goes to what was that noise and then they go to the pastor who's not preaching but the other pastor who walks back there to check on what's going on so this is happening while the preacher is preaching and he says pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And I was like, and everybody laughed. And then it was over, right? The distraction had lost its pizzazz. We, we were no longer enamored by this distraction. And it was a funny moment. Everybody kind of chuckled. And then we were able to get right back into the message. So I felt like that was a really well-placed piece of humor that kind of brought everybody back. And it's funny, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It was really, really well-timed. So sometimes there's an opportunity for a piece of humor like that 
Sometimes if there is somebody asking a question and it can be a little bit distracting. I was a youth pastor for a long time and students had no qualms with just in the middle of, you know, you teaching, asking a question, even if it's a large group, 150 kids. Hey, I don't know. So I would entertain those questions and sometimes they led to really good things. So don't be tied to your plan and that you are so just, I'm going to preach through anything. I'm going to preach through anything and let something become awkward and weird. But you don't ever want to come across angry about it. This will make everyone even more uncomfortable. As the communicator, you set the tone. If you're rattled and angry, you will set everyone on edge. Keep your calm, use humor, and be lighthearted. That's my advice. And a word of the wise, leave babies alone. You make a lot of enemies by telling her mom, uh, telling a mom to make her baby stop crying. So if there is a baby that's crying, deal with that from a systems issue. In other words, get with your children's director, figure out what you can do to make the nursery better, to make the kids programming better, to provide places for moms to go. But do not say something about that in the message. Just a word to the wise. Number five, pray. Prayer works in these situations. Sometimes you can't get rid of a distraction. You can't get the thought out of your head, but the sermon must go on. Pray in the moment and ask God to work. Uh, he will. He does. So that's what I do. A lot of times, I, as I mentioned, I pray before the message always. But in the moment, if I'm feeling distracted, if I have these internal distractions, I will be in a spirit of prayer or pray to myself quietly while that's going on to kind of overcome that. I'll give you an example. I was preaching a message about perfectionism about the about the dangers of perfectionism and the dangers of kind of trying to overdo uh, everything in life like you're not you're not you're afraid to fail you're afraid to let anybody down and really kind of this you have a very legalistic approach to your relationship with God and others that you must earn their favor right so as I'm preaching about perfectionism I am obsessing about the fact that my message isn't perfect. It's not, I'm, I'm distracted by that, which is making me even more distracted so that I'm stumbling over my words. I, don't, I can't think clearly, I can't speak clearly. Then I start feeling like a total fraud because I teach this stuff for a living. And I think, what is wrong with me? And in that moment, I, I start kind of praying to the extent that I can while I'm preaching. And I realized I'm preaching about the dangers of perfectionism while obsessing over the fact that this sermon isn't perfect. And it was kind of funny. Uh, and I felt like it was a moment where I just went, oh, okay. Well, maybe that's maybe God's trying to speak to me in some way. But don't obsess over every little small thing. Those internal distractions will come. The external distractions will come. Deal with the ones that you can. Ignore the ones that you can preach through just about anything and make sure to pray. And at the end of the day, that sermon's going to end at some point. Sermons don't go on forever. They're 30, 40 minutes tops and then you're done. So even if it's terrible, at least it's going to be over soon and you'll get another shot in seven days. Okay. That's my <laughs> motivational speech for you today here at Preaching Donkey. Hope this helped. My name's Lane. This is Preaching Donkey Podcast. Until next time, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.